This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Jim Brewer and you're listening to the Jake Brown Show. What else would you be listening to? Hey everybody, it's the Jake Brown Show, the brand new Jake Brown Show with me, Jake Brown, here on Play.Hit iTunes and Spotify, and I'm really glad to welcome on a guy that I've interviewed before here, but he's here now as September was Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, you're hearing this interview in October, but we're sitting here and it is September, Uh, it is Pro Football Hall of Famer, the class the great class, as he calls it, 1997, Mike Haynes in the building. What's going on? Hey, it's all good. And appropriately, you've switched from blue shirts to pink shirts. I'm supporting breast cancer awareness here. we <laughs> got prostate go. cancer awareness, breast cancer awareness. And uh, you're here. Know your stats, of course. And one in seven men are affected by prostate cancer. One in five African-Americans and one in three if it occurs in your family. I mean, those numbers are pretty alarming. Uh, take us through what you're talking about here because your story, first of all, is crazy. You found out through a Hall of Fame week, a Hall of Fame weekend. What year was this? Uh, well, just say seven, eight years ago. And you found out that weekend. So take us through well, that weekend. Didn't, actually, didn't find out at that weekend. Yeah. Um, I found out a lot of information about prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. One, just those stats that you just gave. You know, the one in three men. Uh, if it runs in your family, you have a one in three chance of getting it. And if mm-hmm. you're African American, one in five. And those are pretty high numbers, and I'd never heard of anything about prostate cancer. I'd never talked to an African-American man that had had the disease, and I felt like that was just too many men for me not to know about. And so when I got back home, I called my primary care doctor, and I gave him the stats that I had just received, and he looked at my chart and continued to talk to me, and he says, you know what, Mike, since you are African-American, let's get you a biopsy. And so he says, I'm sure you're fine. You look like you're in great shape and all that. So... Um, you know, he told me not to worry, but when I got to the urologist, the guy who actually does the biopsy, he mm-hmm. said that my doctor should have sent me in three or four months ago when I was in for my physical. So I was a little bit worried, but, um, it, you know, it's, so far it's, it's all working out. But that biopsy came back positive. I had prostate cancer in nine of the 12 places that they checked, and my life has uh, been different ever since that day. And you can visit knowyourstats.org and hashtag knowyourstats. When do you recommend people do get checked? Well, it's probably not, for me, I would recommend 40, but I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor. I'm not the guy that does the recommending. Mm-hmm. And uh, the AUA, they recommend that if it runs in your family, you want to start having that conversation with your doctor, you know, as, as early as possible, pr- perhaps in your 30s, but definitely by your early 40s. And if it doesn't run in your family, you can wait till your mid-50s. And it is the second most common cancer in men and is leading cause of cancer. Does anyone know the first? What is the first? Skin cancer. Skin cancer is number one. Absolutely. Um, and luckily, the five-year survival rate is nearly 100% for people who detect and treat the disease early. So you rec- recommend going earlier rather than later. Absolutely, because if you wait until you have a symptom, oftentimes that's too late. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, men don't like to go to the doctor. We're, we're horrible about it. Men don't like to talk about prostate cancer, so me- oh. most men don't know a lot, a lot about it. Uh, and unfortunately, if they wait until they start to see symptoms... 
um, it, they may not they may not get a good result. So it doesn't mean they're not going to make it, um, but it's a different kind of fight. So it's really treatable when caught early. And I was very fortunate caught mine in the early stages. Was anyone in your family or anyone you knew before you were diagnosed? Well, my grandfather had it, but I didn't okay. know that. You know, I knew I was in really? my 20s when he died. And um, I knew he died of cancer, but I didn't know anything about the type of cancer. So, And I also didn't know it ran in families or any mm-hmm. of that other history that I would have been looking for. it. So um, I actually found out after my surgery, after I was in the in the clear, uh, when I went back home and saw my mom and my, my uncles and we was talking about this, and, and it kind of came out. And so I told my brother, I have a younger brother, he's only a year younger than me, but uh, just wanted to make sure that he was staying on top of it. So at the Hall of Fame every year, they do these screenings, and my brother shows up for for it there every year. You have to take a pride in kind of being the forefront, the guy, the face of this, right? You you are the face of prostate cancer. Well, I'm one of the faces. Yeah. Uh, I say there's a lot of faces in, in this, and the uh, the NFL and the um, Urology Care Foundation have partnered together to make sure that we get the word out. And so we have a lot of former players and current players that they help us get the word out. We used to have Deacon Jones, you know, God rest his soul. I used to love going mm-hmm. around the country with him, you know, educating people. But we've had guys like Harry Carson here in New York and Marcus Allen and Chris Carter and Michael Irvin and, and even the Commissioner Goodell. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people help get the word out and, the, you know, use their um, Hall of Fame status or pro football status to uh, get men's attention. Um, but the message is really what we're trying to get through to them. Pro Football favorite Mike Haynes is in the studio here on the Jake Brown Show. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Haynes NFL and visit knowyourstats.org. All right, let's transition here, talk a little bit of football. Um, you've been a traveling man. You're all over the place. You were at the Raiders game last week. They lost. Um, oh, they, they won. But they beat the Titans last go. week if yeah. we're uh, at the time recording here. Right. Uh, first of all, your impression of the Raiders here. Good young team, struggling defense, but Derek Carr can move the ball down the field. They have a bright future. I think they do, and I don't know if they have a struggling defense. I just think they have a young defense, yeah. and I think as the season goes along, they're going to get more and more mature and better and better and better. Um, you know, man-to-man coverage is in the National Football League is a little different from college and high school, and um, the talent of these guys is just off the charts. Um, I was at my alma mater, um, and they were, you know, and we have a receiver named Jalen Strong, who is now in the NFL. And I said to him, "Hey, what's the difference between college?" And uh, in the NFL, he said, in, in the NFL, there is not one slouch, mm. not one. He said, either they're super athletic or they're super smart. So the guys who are, aren't super fast, you're like, well, that guy's not fast. Mm-hmm. He's really smart. Uh, and they figure things out really well. So um, the Raiders are figuring it out. They're a young defense. And the, the, um, the uh, corners have a great coach in, in Woodson. And um, great co- uh, head coach who is defensive minded, who understands defense, they're going to get it together. I mean, those offensive receivers and Carr, they are fun to watch for for Raider fans and for all football fans. But when they figure out um, the defense, figures out how to play uh, as a unit and be consistent and and just do their job. It's the hardest thing to learn mm-hmm. for a young player is do your job you know usually start off by saying i know where he's gonna go i know what he's gonna do i i I watched the film i saw that head fake i know what's gonna happen here the you just have to play the defense just play the defense do your job and everything's gonna work out and i love jack del rio you said you like him i mean yeah the guy's got brass balls in week one going for two there for the win you know and then he won twitter by the way i don't know if you saw his tweet after no i didn't espn stats and info said 
they had a 55% chance of winning if they went for one. And he said, luckily, ESPN doesn't coach the Raiders. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And But after seeing that, you know, it started to make me think, why does why don't teams go for two every time? I agree. You know, it's two why points. not? Yes, yeah, two and the, points. And so many missed extra points this yeah. year. Yeah. What the heck? They should be going. You should be out there. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Uh, you still follow the Patriots. Of course I do. I mean, I've, I've played on both teams exactly the same, seven years on each team. They're scary good. And, and I'm a uh, Jets fan. I could say it. They're yeah. scary good. They're so well coached and so prepared. It's like unbelievable. I don't, and you, you figure they have to be doing a lot of things that other teams are not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. And I, I was up there when they inducted Falk into the Patriot Hall of Fame. Yep. And, um, you know, Tom Brady came over, you know, off a of practice field and got involved in, you know, congratulated him and then afterwards we all went over and watched the practice and I was just really impressive impressive with uh, all the quarterbacks all the receivers all the linemen I was sitting there thinking geez you know how is it that the Patriots can pull this kind of you know talent into into their uh, organization you know they do it better than other people so if you just looked at the the Raiders and the Patriots you know without playing a game you'd say the Patriots are going to win the game if they ever play you know, and so how do you get all teams feeling, you know, that kind of a confident feeling about all teams? I don't know. And to think that when people hear this, this weekend, Brady will be back playing the abysmal <laughs> Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's scary to think that they can win with Jacoby Brissett. They could throw Julian Edelman at quarterback this week and win. A lot of people think that we're saying that may, that might happen. Yeah, and I, why not? Just do it for fun at this point. You're playing the Bills, Rex Ryan. Uh, they're coming off a win, of course. Uh, do you look at the Patriots kind of being as – the favorite right now, early on? I think so. Um, and, but, you know, I haven't really seen all the other teams. Like I said, I've mm-hmm. seen the Raiders and I've seen the Patriots. I haven't seen a lot of the other teams in the AFC. I was really surprised that um, Pittsburgh was beaten by... Crushed um, by the Eagles. Yeah, that really Carson surprised Wentz, me. Man. Um, he looks good. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to wait and see. Denver, I've seen them on TV. They look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I think uh, Tom Brady's going to be a lot of fun to watch because he's coming back with a little anger... Um, and a lot to I don't, he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody mm-hmm. you know I think everybody knows where he's headed and when his career is over he'll be in, in the Hall of Fame um, but I think this first four games back he's going to be on fire were you and Lester Hayes is there ever going to be or is there a better cornerback duo in the history of the NFL I think there will be you know absolutely there will be um, but there isn't now there hasn't been Say it loud and proud. There you go. Say it loud. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and um, I am super proud about it, and it's one of the great things that you know I like to point to um, w- to my kids and everything is like you never know, you know. The, when we were playing together, we didn't say we're the best. You know, it's it's later afterwards, and everybody's gosh, those guys were the best, and so um, we're, you know we're just having fun, having a good time out there, and we're lucky. Uh, we get a lot of the credit, but really the credit uh, on all defenses has to go to the defensive line the linebackers, and probably the most credit should go to the defensive coordinator. Does it bother you today that cornerbacks, I mean, you see it with Josh Norman, you see all these guys smack talking left and right. You said it, you let your play do the talking. Are you a fan of guys today and all the back and forth of the receivers and cornerbacks? Well, it's a different world today, mm-hmm. you know. And so there, I don't know if I was playing today if I would be a smack talker. I don't know at all, really. But it wasn't cool back then. Um, now it seems to be cool because, you know, guys wouldn't do it if they didn't think it was cool. Uh, and Lester kind of did it a little bit and really helped us get into the frame of mind 
that we better be ready to play. I remember we were playing the Minnesota Vikings, and they had a couple of receivers, and one of them was a real short guy. I'm not going to mention his name because he might listen to your show. He might be looking for me out there on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he called them, you know, little short guys and Smurfs, and uh, if those Smurfs catch two passes, it'll be a record, you know, be a – so you can imagine when those guys came to the field, how when they lined up against us, you know how, how much energy they were bringing to the field. I wasn't used to guys lining up against me bringing that kind of energy. So I had to have my A game on all the time. I always had it on, but I always knew, I always knew the other guy didn't. But when I know that he has it on too, it's a different kind of game. It's a, you know, a lot more intense. Uh, and it was one of the things that I enjoyed actually playing with Lester because he talked like that. The three amigos in Denver, he, we hated those guys. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton in Miami, we hated those guys. I mean, everybody hated us. We hated them. And we see each other at the Pro Bowl. It was about the only time we'd be buddies. Who today It was like the Josh Norman of your time? Um, from the standpoint of what? Of smack talking. There had to be at least one guy. Not that I can remember. I think his social media has also changed everything as well. Yeah, it has. It has. And and I think Dion has as well. Mm-hmm. So like he came out basically and and told people that he knew what he was doing. You know, with his yeah. name Neon Dion and when he danced into the end zone and all that. He it was like a marketing play for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, he had so much success and he's still riding off of that. And um and you know, he's made his way into the Hall of Fame and two sport athlete and everybody knows his name, so you have to say that kind of paid off. And so a lot of young guys will probably say, hey, looking at what happened to Dion, maybe I need to up my game a little bit and uh, not be afraid to talk. And, um, you know, when people would say things in my era, guys who maybe wanted to say something didn't say anything. Uh, but today I think that they have uh, a lot more reason to speak up. You said your son plays, right? Yeah, and my Where son's a quarterback. He's Where does he in play? San Diego. Um, and um, they're 5-0 and right now, um, and they don't have a game. So they'll still be 5-0 when this, when this <laughs> airs. <laughs> uh, and um, he's actually accepted an offer to go to Boston College to play defensive wow. back. So the switch from QB to D-back? Well, right now. you wow. know, I'm, I'm hoping that someone will see his talent as a quarterback and mm-hmm. offer him a scholarship as a, as a quarterback. But when you run a, um, at 16, he ran a 4-4-6 in the 40. Um, his uh, pro-style agility bill was 4 four one. His vertical leap was 34 inches. Uh, his standing broad jump was almost 10 feet, mm-hmm. and he's just 16. So everybody thought he's too talented. He's got to be in the secondary or, or a wide receiver or something. Did you worry about getting him to play? Obviously, with the issues of CT and all that, was that a concern for you? Absolutely, it was a concern for me. You know, I I, um, I started learning as much as I could about the disease. Um, mm-hmm. Gotten involved with the f- the folks at Boston, um, participating in a lot of different panel discussions about it. I have a friend who has a a, um, a way to detect if you have a concussion in 60 seconds on the sideline. I, of course, I get involved in it, and you know I was really concerned about youth football and about football in general. Um, I'm glad to see a lot of this stuff being highlighted and, and the game getting safer and safer and safer. And uh, one thing that we do know, though, is concussions, you can't stop concussions, but you can play the game in a safer way where you can minimize those concussions. And we're looking. I'm right now talking to people now who um, have a what what they think will make the game even safer by doing something in the helmet. I, w- I don't want to say anything because I haven't checked it out with these other folks to see if they want me to talk about it. Um, but I'm talking to the NFL about it and uh, NCAA about it as well. 
you were a guy who played special teams. Do you like the whole moving to the 25-yard line? Do you think that changes things? Because um, the kickoff is one of the most exciting plays in football, and they're kind of taking it away. It, yeah, but it's the it's the one play where you have ten guys on that just kick the ball that are flying down the field and running what twenty five miles an hour mm-hmm. and crashing into you know other men, and so um, w- when they come out of the end zone like uh, I, the game I was at uh, my college game Arizona State against Cal they mm-hmm. were kicking the ball off and the guy was bringing it out of the end zone deep in the end zone bringing it out. And it looked like a train wreck every single time there was a big tackle. It's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I can't believe the guy would bring it out. If I was a, if I was returning kicks, I wouldn't want to bring it out. I wouldn't want to catch it that deep in the end zone. You know, you're not going to get to. 30s. I always get bad when guys do that, and oh. then they run it back to the ten. You're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's all for safety. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't at all be surprised if they changed that. Um, but if they kept it the same, I think it would be fine too. Jake Brown, the Jake Brown Show, in studio with Mike Haynes. Check out knowyourstats.org. Get yourself checked out now for prostate cancer. The Raiders to Vegas. Are you a fan? I am a fan. I like that move. Um, now, of course, I'm, I'm from Southern California, so my wish is that they would stay in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving to Las Vegas, I think, is exciting because, you know, one, everybody loves Las Vegas. You know, you go there to have a good time. And I think around the world, the NFL one is trying to grow the sport around the world. And so I can just imagine plane loads of people coming from Mexico and Japan and Europe, you know, and um, just to, to watch football. Uh, they go to Vegas already. And now now's the chance for them to stay an extra day. And Sunday's a dead day in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think so. I'd love to see that happen. I don't know if it will or not, but I, I, I think it has possibilities and I don't see anyone – you know, standing up to think it's a, you know, saying it's a bad idea. It's looking likely. Um, the Rams in L.A., do you think that could be successful? Because I feel like if they start losing, fans are going to show up there. There's so many things, uh, other things to do in Hollywood, as you know. Well, that's probably the worst place. Maybe New York is that way, too. You yeah. Know? But L.A. is one of the worst places in the world not to have a winning team. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, they already, they already come uh, late and leave early. Yeah. You know, you know they already games, do yeah. that. So if yep. it's like, you know, why, you know, why are we going to go to L.A. and you know, why are we going to go watch the Rams play? We know they're going to get beat. Mm. Um, that, that would be awful. So I'd like to see them start off with the uh, first couple of years here being very decent. And, um, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles with the Rams uh, as a kid and, and was a Ram fan, but they always won in those days. And so I'd like to see that return again. Your whole opinion on the whole Colin Kaepernick situation and kneeling sitting during the national anthem? Um, well, from I, I totally agree with Colin Kaepernick's comments. You know, I, I see what he sees. I see it all the time, you know, and um, growing up in this country and, and, you know, making it in the NFL and having a very nice life. Mm-hmm. But I still see there's a lot of there's glass ceilings all over the place. There's a, um, you know, it's a lot of uh, stereotypes and a lot of profiling. I also grew up in an inner city where, you know, yeah. you know there were a lot of challenges with young people and police officers. So I, I get that, uh, but I just think that the flag, you know, um, you know, to have someone feel like he doesn't honor America, um, you know, I'm glad that he came out publicly and he says it all the time. He loves America. <laughs> he loves the military. He loves what the country stands for, but he's going to have to do this until some things change. I feel like he has the right for that. I might not have done it. Though. When, he, when I first heard about it, my, my only concern was 
that he didn't, you know, football is a team sport, just like the military is a team. Mm-hmm. And you go, you know, you're not going to leave one of your brothers behind. Well, he went out there and did it the very first time anyway, and no one knew what the heck he was doing. And they all found out the hard way, you know, by the press interview. And uh, so I had an issue with the way he did it. I think as a team member, he should have gone to his team play, his players and the coaches and the owner of the team and said, this is what I'm going to do, and this is why I just want you to know. And so it wasn't going to be a surprise to people, and they could have had their responses ready as to what, where they were going to be on this issue. And the owner could have just said, if he didn't like the idea, he could say, well, Carl, you know, I don't, I don't really stand with you on that. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, that's okay. You don't have to. And, you know, it started off a little bit different. But uh, the, way it, the, way it, um, the way he introduced it. He did I, it out of the blue. Out of the yeah. blue. Oh, he did? I didn't know blue. it was out of the blue. I mean, no one saw it coming. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he might have seen it coming. or did, He yeah. did, but no, none of his teammates did. Yeah, knew. nobody did. Yeah. That was the only bad part. Is there a corner better than you in NFL history? That was um, out of the blue right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. Because experts say you're the best, so I want to hear it from the man himself. Well, I like, you know, it was a, my goal to be the best. Mm-hmm. It was, And I imagine that's the goal a lot of guys playing even today, to be the best ever. And... um I've had some people say I was the best ever, and so you have to say I'm happy with that. Um, but you could say it, you yeah. Let it out, say it. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no one better. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Keynes, he's classy. He's a politician as well. With the he knows how to speak. Uh, Mike Keynes NFL on Twitter. Knowyourstats.org. Get yourself checked for prostate cancer. September was Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Thank you, Mr. Pro Football Hall of Famer Mike Keynes, for coming to the studio. Thanks for having me on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.